Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Narratives of Grace podcast, The Pastor's Corner. Today, Pastor Dennis and I are going to be talking about baby dedications. Yeah, I think it's important for us to talk about. It's uh, something that unless you've done a dedication or, or of course, had your child dedicated, uh, it sometimes can be a little bit confusing as to what exactly this is, what it's not, why it's important. Uh, I think all of those are valid questions. And as our church has a baby dedication ceremony coming up this this weekend, uh, I think it's important for us to kind of hash some of these things out. Yeah, these are some of the things that we don't really talk about very much because uh, they may not come up super frequently depending on your church, but it's important to look at them and not just worry about it when it comes up, but look to understand it a little bit because we aren't just a group of people that come together and sing songs and listen to uh, a good moral teaching. We're the family of God. We're, we're a family in and of ourselves. So we need to see baby dedications within that context. Yeah. And so I think we'll talk about uh, a couple a couple important aspects of baby dedication. But uh, as we go through this and we're answering questions, this may bring up some questions that you may have as you're listening. We would encourage you to uh, communicate those questions uh, and concerns that you might have. Uh, communicate those with us and or to us. And and uh, we would love to kind of engage in those conversations but but it also may lead you to consider having your children or child dedicated maybe you haven't done that yet uh, and we can definitely talk through that and and I think these are some some good things some good conversations to have and so if you're listening to this and you say you know I think this is for me um, we can again we can begin that that conversation um, so let's talk about we're going to talk about what it is, but just very quickly, what it's not. <laughs> baby dedication is not saving your child. Um, baby dedication is not, um, I think a lot of folks have a, a more um, Catholic view of this kind of thing, like baby dedication, baby, um, you know, baby confirmations or or uh, infant baptisms and these kind of things. Well, baby dedication is not us, um, you know, presenting the baby so that the, the child is now saved. Um, we, we don't believe that the ceremony itself, uh, positively, negatively, we don't, we don't believe it affects the eternal security of the child. Um, and the reason for that is because the the child isn't the one making the decision to come forward. Mm -hmm. um, and I know in my own case, and I know we were just having this conversation before we started recording, but in my own case, I, I have no recollection of being dedicated. I'm sure that I was. I think that I was, I should say. Uh, I don't know. And I don't remember it. But what I do know is, you know, I grew up in a, a family uh, that um, was, it was important for us to be in church. And, um, you know, my grandfather, um, my parents, you know, they, they made sure we were in church. Um, and here I am, you know, all these years later and I'm serving and, and I'm in church and trying to lead my family in a, in a Christian manner. And, and so this, you know, can I look back to a single point and say like, well, none of this would have happened if my parents didn't dedicate me before the Lord? No, 
Um, it's, it's not like that, but what it is, is your, uh, so now we're going to transition to what it is. Um, it's, it's a commitment. The parents are making a, a commitment. They're, they're, um, you know, a theological word would be covenant. Um, they're, they're making a commitment before God and before those in, in, in the congregation that this is their plan. Their plan is to raise their child in the biblical language is the nurture and admonition of the Lord. They want to raise this child to love God. Um, and so I think that's important for us to understand what is a dedication. Um, we, we're presenting this child in front of the church and before God saying, this is our plan. This mm-hmm. is what we intend to do with this child. And uh, like you said, you believe that you were. I, I believe that I wasn't. Uh, so it isn't something that saves or guarantees or puts in a direction because both of us are here serving as pastors. And my coming to faith later uh, had nothing to do with me not being dedicated, uh, but it is a, a good thing to do and can help support the family, but specifically the child as they grow and are are raised in a Christian context. Yeah. Um, so you, you say you were probably not dedicated. Um, I think that I was, I'm not sure, but you know, we just had your ordination and you weren't dedicated. (gasps) That's okay. Um, you know, we, I, I think it's important that, that we do understand this though. So, so a dedication, um, you know, in the Bible, we, we see this this concept uh, coming up repeatedly throughout Scripture, but probably the most well-known is with Samuel being dedicated um, and dedicated to the Lord. Um, if you remember the story of Hannah, she had difficulty conceiving. She was actually unable to conceive a child for, for a long time. She prayed and cried out before God. Uh, God answered her prayer, and she promised God that when he became... Uh, or when he came of age, she was going to dedicate him to God's purposes. And the scripture verse here is First Samuel 1, uh, it's one twenty-seven through 28. Um, she says, I prayed for this child, and the Lord has granted me what I asked of him. So now I give him to the Lord. For his whole life, he will be given over to the Lord. And he worshiped the Lord there at the temple where she had dedicated him. And, um, you know, we, we know that even Mary had a moment of dedication uh, with Jesus when he was uh, still an, an infant, um, that they took him to the temple, to Jerusalem, to present him to the Lord, uh, Luke chapter 2. And so w- we see these biblical concepts that, uh, that they were, um, these biblical, um, biblical concepts of, of dedication are there, and I think it's good for us to remember that, that this is not a new age practice. This isn't something new that we just decided one day, hey, maybe we'll uh, we'll add another ceremony to the <laughs> list. And no, this is, this is important. Um, now, we're going to do it at the end of our service on Sunday, um, but we don't want it to come off as this. This is just something extra that we're just going to tack on at the end. Um, this is important. Um, it's not something that's going to take the entire service to do. Um, but basically, you know, we bring the, ch- the child with the parents forward. And under COVID, we have to do things a little differently. Um, but it's fairly short, um, fairly quick, but it's a lifetime of commitment mm-hmm. and for the parents that uh, as they move uh, from parenthood, um, 
all parents eventually move from a position of authority in their child's life to a position of influence in their child's life. And, and your dedication uh, for your child does not end the day they turn 18. You know, you continue to influence them in a Christian manner, or at least you ought to, um, that even though they've left, they go to college, even though they're grown and they have their own families. As a parent, you always have that responsibility to continue to encourage, to pray for, to train and to teach your child, even when they're grown, fully grown. Um, you still have aspects of this dedication that you in, in, intend to continue encouraging your child, whether they're in your home or out of your home. Mm. No, I think that's important. And, and part of the, the dedication aspect of, uh, you know, pouring into the child uh, that, that, that stays forever. I mean, I know I still call my parents when there's something going on and all right, you guys have lived more life than I have. So what do you think about this? Uh, and I don't always listen. And sometimes that works out and sometimes it doesn't, but uh, that, that is part of what it is, is teaching and, and fostering that growth, uh, in their lives. Yeah. So the next question we want to tackle is why is it so important? Uh, why do you do it? Why do we dedicate children to the Lord? Uh, and we see that there are moments in the Bible where, uh, dedications often, precede moments of provision and breakthrough. And so are we saying that if you dedicate your child that God's going to bless you richly? He may, he may not. Um, that's his prerogative. Uh, but it is an important time that we, we recognize this is a spiritual practice that you present what God has blessed you with. Uh, James tells us that every good gift comes from our father of lights, uh, father above the father of lights. And, and, uh, I think children are the greatest blessing that you can receive. Um, they, um, they are given to you and you have a purpose in that to, to raise them, to train them, to encourage them. Um, and so in Joshua, um, the people were told, consecrate yourselves uh, for tomorrow. The Lord will do amazing things among you. Uh, well, whether God is going to do amazing things among you or not, we should consecrate ourselves to him. Um, we shouldn't do it for a blessing. We should do it because it's a step of obedience. And so honoring God is important. Uh, so this moment of dedication, why do we do it? We do it because it's important to offer back to him what he's given to us. And we know that in a small sense uh, with our tithes and offerings, mm -hmm. God has blessed us financially. Um, and you can look at it and say, yeah, well, I'm the one working. Well, God gave you that job. God gave you that opportunity. He's given you at the very least, even if you can't admit those things, maybe you can admit God has given you breath. He's given you the ability to stand, the ability to drive a car, to get into work, to sign in and, and accomplish your tasks. He's given you those abilities at the very least. At the most, he's completely handled everything for you, mm -hmm. depending on your theology and where you <laughs> see as God's pro uh, providence. Um, but ultimately, you have to admit, whatever we have, it's because he's entrusted it to us. Uh, and we, we give back a portion of what he's given to us. And, and even in our children, we should be willing to allow our children to serve God. Um, but uh, another another thing is that we see that the seasons of agreement and prayer um, can produce powerful answers. And I think that there is power in prayer. Mm -hmm. I think that when we pray, you know, we're told, ask anything in my name, believing that you receive it and it'll be yours. Um, and now that's 
there's a lot that goes into that statement that when Jesus told us to pray things in his name, um, you know, if I pray for a million dollars, believing I'm going to receive it, you know, am I going to sit there and check my bank account every five Hmm. minutes? No, there's certain things there that go on, but for, for our purposes and for the time of this podcast, uh, we'll just suffice it to say there is power in prayer and that praying over your children is a very wise and necessary aspect of raising them in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Oh yeah. And, and this is, this is also important and it may say it in our book thing that we're, we're looking at, but, um, it, it, does kind of mark a beginning in a lot of ways and obviously the beginning of the the baby's life when they're born or uh even more so when they are conceived but but this is the the beginning of development in a different way and pouring into the child in a different way uh and it's just the beginning of that but the the understanding that it's within the family that they're going to grow both the the physical family but also the spiritual family now, both of these families that are going to be uh, participating in this uh, on Sunday probably won't be here in three years, four years, because uh, they're both military families. But in the same way, it's the broader church. Uh, but if they did come back here for any reason, we should still see them as part of our family. Uh, and that's part of, to me, the, the significance of this is that understanding of uh, the raising a child within a village mindset. Definitely. So I guess that that takes us now to w- what is the difference that we talked about what it is, what it's not and why we do it. And I think one of the most natural questions that tends to pop up around the time of baby dedications is is usually. So why do we do baby dedications, but we don't do baby baptisms? And what exactly is the difference between a baby baptism and a baby dedication? So. One of the, the aspects of um, baby baptisms is, I'll start with saying that I don't believe it's necessary, necessarily a biblical practice, but I'm not going to go as far as some and say it's a heretical practice because it's something that was practiced for a long time in different denominations and different groups. Um, you know, uh, major figures were, were baptized. I actually saw where uh, little baby Mozart was baptized in Leipzig, which is kind of neat. Um, not Leipzig, but th- that doesn't matter. You saw it? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that would be impressive. But uh, I saw where where it was. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it in Scripture, there there's aspects taken out of context that say the whole family is baptized. Okay, but it's in belief. Uh, the idea of the baby being baptized and that saves them from original sin. That's not just misunderstanding what those passages talk about, but also what baptism does. Baptism is not a salvation act, uh, salvific act, if you want to be technical in the word, but it is a, a symbolic act. So it's hard to be symbolic as a baby to baptize yourself when you can't choose to do it. Um, so the, the biggest difference is that this is what a lot of people will say baby baptism is is supposed to be that it is dedicating the child to the Lord and that recognition within the family. It's not something that saves them from anything. Yeah. Well, in the, I think the picture is, is a little bit different as well. Um, baptism is, 
you showing that you align yourself with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Um, you know, as Baptists, we baptize by immersion uh, that is complete and total, um, for lack of better theological language, dunking. Um, they go completely under the water. Um, they come up out of the water. So going into the water is a picture of death and burial. Coming out of the water is a picture of resurrection. And then when they, I, I love the uh, the baptisms that we do here at Ali'i Beach Park uh, in Haleiwa. And I, I love that it's in a, a live setting. Uh, I, I think baptisms in pools are great. Um, they're effective. They get the job done. Um, but just being out in nature and and you know, I think it's important. You know, for me, I was baptized a little bit older. I wasn't baptized as a necessarily a child, as a minor, maybe, but um, but not as a child. But when I was baptized, um, it was in a creek. Um, although in northeastern Pennsylvania, we say creek, but um, but it was up there in a creek. And uh, as we as I was being baptized, you know, it's just a uh, the moving water and having people standing on the shoreline uh, was was special. And then the the lowering into the water, the coming out of the water, but then even even walking out of the water onto the bank is a picture as well. It's the mm-hmm. idea of that walking in newness of life. And did getting dunked into that water save me? No. Um, the belief that preceded the prayer, then, then the eventual step of obedience, you know, all of those things fit, but it's the belief that saves you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, baptism is, is, again, is that picture of of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. But, um, but so for us, there's a lot that's the same about infant dedications versus infant baptisms. Um, you know, the parents are presenting the child, the pastor is praying, the, the congregation is there to witness and commit themselves to praying is the way I do baby dedications. I ask the church to commit themselves to prayer, um, for this family. Um, but I, I think there's a lot of things that are the same, but the, the difference, again, is, is the theology behind why we're doing what we're doing. Um, but most people who believe in pedo-baptism, which is infant or child ba- baptism, um, they would say it, it's, it's essentially a dedication yeah. um, because I, I don't know that you can explain it any other way and not be some form of heresy or, or at least just... Un- flat out unbiblical. So it has to be some level of a dedication. Um, but for us, it's not the child that's the focal point, uh, in a baby dedication. It's the parents, Mm -hmm. um, that are the focal point. You know, I think a lot of churches, they focus on the child. They give the child a baby Bible, which we're still going to do, but we'll explain that in a minute. But, um, but you give the child a baby Bible, which they're not going to read until they're a little bit older. And even then, most of those baby New Testaments are almost always New King James, or, <laughs> or at least King James. And that child's probably never really going to read that version of the Bible. Uh, and even when they do get old enough to read and understand Old English, uh, they're going to have a full Bible. Um, so it's more or less an heirloom that you give them. Um, but again, it's not about, for me, it's not about the baby. It's about the parents. Mm -hmm. These are the ones that are committing themselves. The only thing the kid has to do and not to be, you know, uh, you know, 
kind of crass, but the child instead of the kid. Uh, but the only thing the child really has to do is just grow, <laughs> grow up, uh, listen to their parents. Um, the parents have a huge responsibility in this, and that is to be intentional about reading the Bible to their children, intentional about praying for their children, intentional about providing and creating opportunities for their child to see and understand what worship is, discipling their child. Um, these are all aspects of what the parents are committing themselves to. And that's... Um and that's all important to, to remember, especially that, that distinction. And that's something that I was told with the idea of baby baptism within the Presbyterian church, that a lot of them view it now more as a dedication uh, than baptism for that reason. Because if you say it is a salvific thing, then you're saying that it, it isn't just a symbol, which goes into a lot of other stuff. But uh, it's important, and, and it's good that it is the, the parents as a um, focal point. And uh, one of my churches in Illinois that I attended, the way that they did the dedication is after that moment of asking the questions, the pastor would walk around the church for uh, everybody to pray over the child. And it wasn't one by one, but it was just slowly. It took two or three minutes. Um, mm. And different people would reach out and touch the child and pray for him briefly and things like that. But it gives that that symbol of uh, we're here to support you. Like you're, you're raising your child, obviously, but we're here in whatever you need, whether it's just prayer um, or if it's something more significant. Um, and that church really was one that focused on being a family, being home for each other. And there's a lot of other reasons for that, why they did that. But that was, I think, up until that point, that was the best way that I'd ever seen it done to show that exact thing. Right. Yeah. And I, I, there, there's a lot of different ways to do it. I've seen... I've seen dedications where the pastor himself is the one that holds the baby throughout the dedication. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's important. Uh, I think that there's nothing wrong with that. I think the, uh, just <laughs> for me as, as a parent, um, I think watching, thinking of the pastor carrying my child around the room and people touching him, makes me like, ah, oh, please stop. <laughs> but, and, and now with COVID that won't happen. That, yeah, that won't. <laughs> so well, that's not going to happen here. We, what I do is I normally, um, present the child and, and, uh, have a few questions for the parents. So let me back up. I explain what baby dedication is to the congregation. Not that they don't know. Um, but just as a reminder, especially for those that may be visiting, uh, it's important to remind everyone and have a refresher on this is why we do this. This is what we're doing. This is why it matters. Then I ask the parents several questions. Uh, I say several, it's really only about three, uh, ask them a few questions and, uh, assuming that they answer in the affirmative, which we wouldn't have gotten to the point of ceremony if we weren't sure that they were going to answer in the affirmative. So hopefully there's no surprises there. Um, and then, then I turned and asked the congregation just a simple question and assuming that the majority answers in the affirmative, otherwise we're going to have to have a long, awkward talk with our members um, <laughs> because we're asking the church to commit themselves to pray for this, this young family. Um, but then we do that and uh, then we, we normally would ask the church to come and lay hands on the parents, not the child, but on the parents and um, 
we can't do that uh, with COVID. So we're going to ask just like we did with uh, our last service. So if you're listening and you were here, we symbolically laid hands on uh, a family that was leaving. Uh, They're being transitioned from here to another duty station. And and so we prayed over them. And we'll we'll do the same for these, both of these families. Um, But with that being said, I think before we can get into... Uh, and I, I know we just kind of explained how it's done, but but before we ever get to that point, I think the next question that people typically have is, so who can be, ba- or not baptized, but who can be dedicated? Mm-hmm. Um, who's allowed? Is there is there a criterion that they must meet? You know, um, and I, I think our different contexts. I think our backgrounds are very similar mm-hmm. um, as we've shared our testimonies before and, and growing up. Uh, but I think there is some slight difference as far as the timing of things in, in our both of our backgrounds. And so, um, but I think that that leads to questions about, well, what if my parents aren't, or what if these parents, not mine, but what if these parents aren't married? What if... Um, what if there's a single parent? Uh, what if they're not members? You mm-hmm. know, I, I think these are valid questions. And so the question of who can be dedicated uh, is important. So I'll let you tackle that one first. So I think one of the biggest things is that to state in this is that a lot of these things are really case by case depending on circumstance. But the the basic answer to it as far as I see is any child with believing parent or parents that is going to raise them in the faith. Um, so if they're a single parent for whatever reason, I don't have a problem with that personally. Uh, if, the, if it is because of an indiscretion of some sort, as long as that's not an ongoing thing, I don't see that as being a problem. Um, and I think we're too quick to judge single parents. I know of uh, a friend of mine's parent left the church because they were judged for being a divorce, uh, divorced woman, but she divorced her husband because he was physically abusive. It's a different thing. Um, and I, again, it depends on the case to case. The, the only time that I would be hesitant is if it's a, an unmarried couple that are still, if they're living together or whatever out of wedlock, then that, that brings up some other questions. Uh, but for the most part, if they're believing and want to raise their kids in the faith and whatever the circumstance. But I think that is the main aspect because you, you said that you've had people come and want to be have their kid dedicated that were not believers. That's a problem for what ba- uh, dedication is. Well, it leads you to ask the question, not why do we do it? Why do you want to do it? Yeah. If you're not a believer, what are you doing? And to be honest, for a lot of churches, this is an opportunity for presence. It's an opportunity for recognition. It's an opportunity for um, kind of getting yourself in front of the church. Uh, but again, if you're not a believer, what are you dedicating your child toward? You know. And so again, those questions are all valid. And, and I like that you said it needs to be case by case because it certainly does. Um, we are not policing anybody's lives. Um, however, as 
as a pastor, I have to answer to God for the way that I lay, the, mm-hmm. the way that I lead. And so there's coming a day when I will stand before God Almighty and have to give an account for my service. And do I have to stand in, in judgment of my sin? No, that's been taken care of. But I do have to explain. And, and I believe that there is a point where I will stand before God and my service will be brought up. And I want to be honest with folks about why I do what I do. And the ultimate answer is, I don't want to have to stand before God and be like, why did you do this? I I don't know. They asked me. Yeah. You know, it needs to be more thought out than that. And the truth of the matter is, for me, I, I have had folks that came forward for dedication. And it was an unfortunate situation because it, it caused some, some drama within the church. But there was a situation where... Uh, a grandma wanted the child to be dedicated. The parents would not return calls or, or speak through. And, and, uh, and so it was, it was a bit awkward to kind of wade through that. But eventually after some prayer and counsel, we decided, you know, we're not going to say no, we're just going to say not yet. Um, we, we need some time to talk and, uh, and we set up a, an opportunity for, for some counseling and, and, and it wasn't received and that's okay. You know, there's no judgment, there's no harsh feelings, but, but because of that, we felt like we, we can't put a child up in front of the church to say like, this child is going to be raised in the nurture and admonition of the Lord if the parents aren't really willing to do that. And so that's ultimately what we're asking. If somebody comes to us and says, Hey, we want our child to be dedicated. What's your motivation? Mm-hmm. If your motivation is just, and this may sound harsh, but if the motivation is just to kind of be paraded in front of the church, that's not why we do anything. The focus is on God. That's and you, um, coming from, you know, a, a worship standpoint on, on things, you know, Anything that's done in a worship service, God is the focus. It's mm-hmm. never about the people. Amen. And the reason we sing the songs we sing is not because, well, we really like this style of music. It's because this is biblical. Mm-hmm. It's godly. It's right. Um, the reason we preach the sermons we do, it's because they're rooted in the Bible. They're rooted in theology. It's not, I, I never get up, and I hope I can get to the end of my ministry and say, I never did. Uh, get up and and preach. You know why? Why did you preach that sermon? Well, I knew that so and so would really like this. Yeah. You know, on that hand, I don't want to do it because of the people, and on the other hand, I don't want to do it. I never want to weaponize the pulpit and get up and preach a sermon because I know this guy is struggling with this thing, and so I'm just going to use the pulpit to to make my case. Neither one of those are good things. No. It's not about the people. It's about God, uh, and it's about ushering folks into a place where they are worshiping God. And so if God is still the focus, we can proceed. Mm -hmm. If at any point it seems like, well, we want to do this because we never really had, you know, I had a conversation one time with somebody that said they, they were, had to say no to a couple because it turned out that what they were looking for is they never had a baby shower and they were hoping that this was a good opportunity to get some gifts and and uh, get and so what the church I think what the church ended up doing was helping the family with some items but they were like we we're not going to dedicate because of that you know if right. if you want to raise the child properly and and you know be be uh, functioning members we can talk about all of those things but we don't dedicate children just for the sake of it we we do it for a reason and that's because the parents 
have committed themselves to raising this child in a godly manner. Does that mean you have to be a perfect parent? No. No. Because newsflash, none of us are. We're all going to mess up. Um, Scripture teaches that uh, parents are not to, uh, or excuse me, fathers are are not to, um, we're not to exacerbate our children. Uh, um, Excuse me. Um, Parents are not to provoke our children. Um, It says, fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. That's Ephesians 6. Um, in Deuteronomy, we're told to train our children, to raise them up in the way that they should go. Um, and it, it gives some interesting examples of how to teach your children scripture. And it even talks about like putting it on doorposts and, and, um, and always making the Bible and the word of God a practice and a, per, and a part of your life. Uh, do you have to be perfect to do these things? No. Do you have to be married? Not necessarily. Um, but we do ask that if you come forward for infant or, or child dedication, that we we can't knowingly put someone in front of the church. And this may cause some pushback, but the truth is we can't put someone before the church that there's no evidence of salvation. Mm-hmm. Because if there's no evidence of salvation, are we doing this for show? Or do we actually intend that this is going to be a real thing? And the truth of the matter is, we don't want to push anyone away, but we do believe that there is purpose behind the things that we do. And the things that we do and the words that we use, they matter. And so, and, and I say this in all love, you know, maybe a conversation about baby dedication is not where we need to start with some folks. Maybe we need to start with the gospel Mm -hmm. and begin explaining because the church has a responsibility not to just say yes or no to people, but to encourage, to equip and to disciple. And so for us, our desire in that one situation was to build that relationship. Unfortunately, it didn't pan out that way, but the goal should always be to encourage and equip and edify the family. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. that much of what's wrong with our culture, and I don't want to get on a on a you know soapbox here, but for much of what's wrong with our culture can be traced back to um, attacks on the nuclear family, attacks mm-hmm. on the family, you know, a two two parent household. Um, as a church, we want to promote family. We want to promote godly living. Um, does that mean that Pastor Caleb or I are going to knock down, you know, or knock on your door and like kick in your door and check to make sure that everything is up to speed? <laughs> no, I, <laughs> the government does enough of that. Uh, <laughs> we're not, we're not going to chase you down. If you tell me you plan on doing this and, and we have a conversation and, and, and we feel comfortable, uh, in our conversation and we say, yeah, we want to come alongside you and help you in this. And we feel that there's some flesh in the game on both sides that we're going to commit ourselves to praying and you're going to commit to yourselves to working. We can, we can work on this and Mm. it it may be difficult. It may be hard, especially if you have a child that 
begins to to go astray. Um, that those are some difficult moments. Mm-hmm. But we want you to know that as long as you're here with this body, we're not going to leave you, and we're not going to kick you out because your your kid is having some problems. We we like you said, we believe that we are a family uh, in Hawaii. You know, we are one Ohana, uh, mm-hmm. the Mililani Baptist Ohana, and we want to come alongside of you for as long as you are with us to encourage, to equip, to, di- to disciple, but also to defend, uh, to help defend you against the attacks from the world and attacks from, from non-believers who don't understand why you're doing the things that you do. Um, we are told, and we're going through First Peter, we're told to expect those attacks, yeah. to expect being slandered and being spoken ill of. And so I say all of that, um, it goes far beyond just this one ceremony. Um, so very quickly, just to recap how we're going to do this, um, Pastor John uh, is preaching Sunday. When he finishes preaching, we'll, we'll bring the families up. Um, we have a couple gifts that we're going to give to the families, which I'm not going to spoil that surprise here, but uh, we'll give those gifts out uh, to the families. I will explain why we do what we do. I'll explain what baptism is, or excuse me, what dedication is. And uh, we'll we'll go through that. I'll ask the families a few questions. I'll ask the church a question, and um, and then we will pray over those families. And then that is the beginning. That is not the end. Uh, that is the beginning because now the church is required to be praying for this family or these families, but the families are required to develop their children, and that mm-hmm. means. Mm-hmm. Accepting the resources that we give, the training, the teaching that we give, being a part of the children's ministry, um, you know, they're they're accepting a responsibility as a family who intends to raise their child or children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And so uh, I'm excited. I think this is a really good time for us. It's a good time for the church as a whole, Um, but it's it's an exciting time. Amen. And I'm excited for this as well. It's been it's been a little while since I've been able to be a part of it, and it's going to be a good time as we recognize these families and and begin this uh, time for them with their uh, new little ones. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of the Narratives of Grace podcast. I hope that it was interesting and informative to all of you. Uh, if this raised any questions, uh, or if you have a child that you want dedicated in Mililani Baptist Church, please reach out to us at pastor at mbaptist.org. We'd love to talk with you and answer any questions you may have in any way about this. For any prayer requests, please email us at prayer at mbaptist.org. We want to be praying with and for each and every one of you, whether you're a member of our church body or just another brother or sister in Christ somewhere else. For more information on Mililani Baptist Church, please visit our website at mbaptist.org or follow us on social media and YouTube. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope that you'll join us next time.